Support for this episode comes from Lalamand Brewing. Lalamand Brewing is a division of Lalamand Inc., a global producer of yeast and bacteria that aims to help breweries achieve their growth and quality goals by offering products, services, and education. Lalamand Brewing's premium brewing yeasts and bacteria deliver unmatched consistency, reliability, and purity, allowing brewers to take full control of the brewing process. At the forefront of innovation and always looking to expand on the motto, we brew with you, Lalamand Brewing recently launched Lau Brew Verdant IPA in collaboration with Verdant Brewing Co. UK. Lau Brew Verdant IPA is a unique strain of brewing yeast suitable for a broad range of beer styles, notably modern IPAs. To find out more about Lalamand Brewing and follow their news and product launches, connect with them on social media or visit www.lalamandbrewing.com. Welcome to Moonwake. Moonwake, or the moon's reflection on a body of water, speaks to the Scottish brewery's Leith Shore location, the importance of water as an ingredient, and their beer's reflection of the team's combined experience. Established in 2021, and the winners of Best New Brewery, that's our 2022 Brewer's Choice Awards, the outfit brew with the belief that there is a beer out there for everyone, and they create balanced beers for a wide range of people to enjoy. Hello and welcome to the Brewer's Journal podcast. My name is Tim Sheehan, editor of the Brewer's Journal. In this latest episode, we speak to Sarah Sinclair, marketing manager at Moonwake and also co-founder and head brewer, Vinnie Rosario. We discuss the brewery's achievements and successes over the last 12 months, the thought process behind new beers, the Leith Taproom and the community around it, as well as the road ahead for a business that is only on the up. Hello everyone, I hope you're doing well. My name's Tim Sheehan, editor of the Brewer's Journal. I'm here today in Leith in Edinburgh and I'm delighted to say we're at Moonwake. I'm joined by Sarah Sinclair, the Head of Events and Marketing. How are you Sarah? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm good, thank you, yeah. We're here in the sun shining. We are indeed. It is It is beautifully chilly, uh, sunny and crisp, which is yep. an incredible weather. I love it. So, um, Sarah, Moonwake has been on a fantastic journey um, the last couple of years. Uh, going from strength to strength, beautiful brewery, beautiful taproom, fantastic team. Can you give us a little insight into how 2022 was for Moonwake? You had lots of accolades, lots of awards, um, a real seminal year. Thank you very much. Uh, it's been a lot of hard work and uh, we've been recognized with three newcomer awards last year. So we got uh, the Beer 52 one, the Scottish Beer Awards one, and Brewery of the Year 2022 with Brewers' Choice Awards. We were really proud to uh, brew a Vienna Lager with Vava, a Ukrainian brewery, and support that cause. Yes. And uh, another collaboration we did was with Popsteiner. It was our Solero. It was our best like selling beer last year, 
uh, like specials wise. And we're hoping to have that back soon. Uh, but like technically, we really pushed ourselves with our vice beer. Um, and that won an award as well. So we're definitely going to brew that again. And um, we were happy to expand our tap room as well. We had the opportunity to do that and to have a private hire space now. And we've got an outdoor license, so we've expanded that way. So we're doing markets and we've got food vendors coming. And um, I think also we've been really proud to grow our team to nine people, 12 if you include dogs. And, uh, As we always, well, exactly. always include dogs. Just not in the video. <laughs> no, no, fair enough. But uh, people or fairy friends is such an important part. You know, a team is integral, obviously, to any brewery. And I feel like Moonwake has really captured that sort of magic in the bottle, really, of just a fantastic team. You know, personality comes out in the branding, in the beers, and the events you do. I mean, it's something that hasn't happened by accident. Yeah. I actually was the first employee of Moonwake. <laughs> I made the leap up from London to Edinburgh. Uh, yeah, tell us a bit about of, your career. In the start of um, 2021, uh, it was a bit of a leap of faith. <laughs> I interviewed them as much as they interviewed me, just trying to make sure their beer was going to be tasty, really. Um, well, I think due diligence comes, mm. that term comes up a lot in in business, but I think, uh, it, yeah, I, I think that's the way, you know, to, right. you need to know it's a, a, as good a fit for you yeah. as you are good as a fit for Moonwake. Is there such a thing as a typical Moonwake fan or do you attract people from across the sort of hospitality and beer drinking spectrum? Yeah, I don't think we just get beer nerds. I think you get everybody, but I think... I like the fact that we get a wide range of people of different ages and different backgrounds yes, and they yeah. all come to this tap room. I think they get drawn in by the bright colors and yeah. then stay for the beer and the experience. And that means a lot to us. I think they're all discerning whether it's in the product or whether it's in being community minded, like Leith loves local. Yeah. And it comes through when you see people supporting local businesses in the community. So Sarah, I mean, Moonwake have uh, brewed and released close to 20 beers yeah. in these last couple of years. Uh, beers of different styles, all really well received. Um, I've loved everything I've tried. Obviously, recipe formulation and the style, the ABV and everything that comes with that is a, obviously a huge important part. But what I really get from looking at and appreciating Moonwake's branding is that the sort of style um, and the other characteristics of the beer really play in quite strongly to the branding. Can you talk us through a little bit about how you approach new beer releases from a sort of marketing and branding perspective? Yeah, so we do start with the style. Um, it inspires everything. <laughs> and because um, we've opened up in such a challenging time, we do also look at the sellability of those styles. I think sometimes our heart has led us uh, we might have to learn some lessons on that uh, or just improve. <laughs> I think it's only natural, you know, you want to, you know, you, you want to brew, a, a brew the beers that you enjoy and yeah. that you enjoy drinking and, you know, you hope other people come along with that journey. Yeah. But obviously the commercial aspect is, yeah. is all important. You've got to have both and find the right balance is definitely something we're striving to do this year. And we also try each year to have like a beer that challenges us technically at least one anyway 
I feel like I'll let Vinny have one. Okay, yeah, well, uh, that's good of you. That's good of you. But yeah, I feel like the sort of beer and portfolio that you've got at any one time is there's something for everyone. Yeah, and that's and that's, that's really what that's we want. Right. Yeah, you know, it's uh, it'd be a hot forward styles or, or the dark yeah. or, or and you know more bitter or hazy IPAs. Mm. There, there is something there, so I think it's um, you know 17 beers is a nice amount in yeah. these couple of years. It's not it's not huge. It, it gives me the impression that everything is really you know, I suppose the term is considered. Yeah. You know, from start to finish, nothing happens by accident. Yeah, we do, re- like, our values sort of drive us in our decision-making, and I think that really helps when it comes to, like, you can look back at those, you yeah. know, they're written on a piece of paper, and it helps you sort of, reminds you what our focus is, what we're trying to do, where we're trying to get to. And yeah, and then the fun bit is like with each beer, you get to do the colors and the designs and each, like all the colors of the beers, like there's blues for the lager because of water is such an important ingredient. And obviously we're by the shore as well. You got to like support that local resource. (laughs) And um, yeah, the pale is pink and purple for those like mango and berries flavors you get. And the IPA is like green and gold, those pine and the resin. And um, and like, yeah, the specials we get to put in patterns. Like yeah. for the Nelson Lager, you've got the wavy lines of the shore. For the Vice Beer, you've got the wheat. And for the breakfast IPA, it's full of body because it's got lactose and yes. oats. So it's got these rounded shapes weaving through the design. But what I really appreciate is that with you've got the core, you've got the sort of limited and specials, mm. but... In this market where shelf space is, is, you know, it's a competitive market, mm. it's a crowded market, what you've done is you've let the consumer know that this is our beer. So if, if, if you've got them on side and then they'll be like, oh, I recognize that, it might not be the style that they would planning to go for or would normally go for, but they recognize the Moonwake brand and what that stands for. So I think, again, that's not happened by accident and that's, I think yeah. a really sensible move. That's what we really wanted to go for. We really wanted that like pop on the shelf and we've really succeeded there, I think. And it started just with a local graphic designer yeah. where his side hustle, shout out to Greg Peary. Greg Peary. <laughs> and um, he started just uh, with a logo for us and then I've emailed him incessantly ever since. And yeah, like even during lockdown where we were working from home, we were just sort of, I was just doing sketches of like how I'd like the cans to look or how we like the information on the back of it or anything like that or how we wanted it in merch. And he just always comes through and we get to do some really creative stuff. And yeah, it's really important to us to stand out, well, when but also that, to make it like clear and accessible for people to reach for as well. Without a doubt. And when you've got that sort of telepathic link with... The, the designer, yeah, you know you're on something good. There. Yeah, so, it's so good. You said about the beers as well, kind of almost um, promoting the brewery's values. You know, yeah, it's um, what I've you know found from my brief time here, but also witnessing the sort of growth from afar is that it's a very Moonwake is an inclusive brewery. It's an inclusive environment mm-hmm. in terms of it doesn't matter what type of beer you like, come here, enjoy yeah. it. it. It's a, it's a space disabled for, lift as well into the place yeah, so many uh, tap rooms are not accessible and the cost that comes either. with that I'm sure of course you know? oh that was most of the budget for the yeah, tap well, room I, hands I can, down I can well imagine so what are the other important 
values that you feel are sort of central to, to Moonway? We really want to support our team. One of our brewers that started, he'd worked in like every job under the sun in hospitality and drinks that you can imagine, whether it was for whiskey brands or managing a restaurant that we actually sold beer to. And now he's a brewer here and he's now been on that kit solo and it's all trained up. Yeah, there are people from the tap room that want to do the same thing. There's people in the tap room that support us with our marketing content as well. And yeah, we really want to support people's creative drives Mm -hmm. and that's really important to us. Of course. It's obviously a challenging environment at the moment. You know, it's the elephant in the room. Yeah. We can't can't ignore it. It'd be remiss to do so. But I get the impression that you're collectively you know, excited about 2023. It's not, let's sit back, rest on our laurels and wait to see what happens. I mean, can you let us know about some of the exciting plans that Moonlight have in store? We've got loads of collabs planned, which we can't wait to start revealing to everybody. Look forward to hearing about them. And uh, we'll be at uh, different festivals. We'll be at Manchester, London and Bristol craft beer festivals this year. So England will see us. We will go south of the border. The We Are Beer Festivals. (laughs) The We Are Beer Festivals, yeah. Great festivals, yeah. Yeah, Big fan. Uh, We did them all last year. We're glad to be doing them all again. Um, Even though they've scaled them down, they're still like, you know, Keep it simple, do it well. It's what we're all about. I think that's and a good attitude. It's understandable. For yeah. 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 And yeah, we're looking to uh, do some new styles that we haven't done before and generally grow our business, but steadily keep our team supported, make ourselves a viable business as well. Like keep paying everybody each month course, yeah, i feel yeah. like in, as a brewery in this day and age if you can do that it's good yeah, no. <laughs> i like it yes yeah that, that, that is always a handy benefit. and yeah like i'm so excited to start getting those labels designed for those new collabs and things it's going to be really it's, fun it, it feels like it's been a kind of whirlwind you know three years or so yeah um, two three years for, for, for moonwick it's you must be collectively proud you know you and the, and the team about you know the accolades you've achieved for you know the business yeah. the beers the team you've created and also this this space for the community is it's a lot to be really rightfully proud and happy about yeah we're all really proud like I, i'm so proud of what i've done here and i think our founders are proud of all of us and every team member gets their credit and i like to think that we all share when we've won those accolades that everyone feels like they've had their little part in it, like that feeling is really important to us. Um, and we really want to ensure that like everyone gets to enjoy that and like as well as all the fun stuff that happens here. I think that's a real healthy attitude. It definitely is. And as you said, you know, accolades always welcome. You know, I imagine they weren't ever strived for, but that's just the best way to go. Mm. You know, j- just have it happen organically. Yeah. But it strikes me as you're not going to rest on your laurels this year. It's going to, there's probably lots of exciting things for people to look forward to as well. Yeah. And like, even though like we might not be owners, we all feel a sense of ownership for what we do here. And like, you get to see your success as well. Like that's the benefit of it being small. Like we host events like the Six Nations and the markets and the food vendors. We get to see people enjoying our beer and we get to see the success of those as well i'm jealous of people being able to come to a place like this <laughs> as the weather warms up you know it's a, oh, yeah. what, what, what a what a part of the world to 
to be able to go out for a beer and then yeah. watch some sports. So, and then what would a, we do have really effective heaters as well? There's a really you? big heater. <laughs> Everyone, it is freezing today. <laughs> that's because Sarah kindly turned off the heater to, for audio purposes only. So, um, so lo- lots of exciting plans. I mean, what would a successful 2023 look like for you and for Moonlight? I think, yeah, a really successful year would be growth, supported team, and generally feeling like we are more of a sort of viable, sustainable business. Um, It's quite scary at the minute. (laughs) And having some stability would be nice. (laughs) It's it's been tough. It's been tough, but I think it's, it's, you know, People need to support great breweries yeah. like Moonwake. Um, you know, fantastic beer made by fantastic people. Thank you. Long may it continue. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. I'm delighted to say we're joined by Vinny Rosario, head brewer and co-founder of Moonwake. Vinny, thanks for having us today. Oh, thanks for coming. Always, always welcome. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. You know, uh, I, and I appreciate. I can say that I've known you for as long as, pretty much as long as we've been doing the Brewers Journal. Um, you've had a, a rich, varied career in brewing. I mean, to to get to this point where I suppose you've always been striving for to to open up your own brewery must be a real point of pride for you. Oh, it's been an amazing journey, and Moonwake's always been a, a realization of a dream. So it's uh, it's you know to to open up a brewery at any point is obviously not without its challenges and hurdles. But to have done that, just you know, when a, a pandemic was about to hit. And all of the uh, issues that can come with that. I mean, it must have been a real, you know, character building. It's been a hell of a ride. We never planned to open a brewery at the start of a pandemic. No. Um, that wasn't in our business plan. But no, we got this unit uh, about a month before the first big lockdown hit. Uh, so that had a, a few issues and stuff. Uh, one of the benefits, it gave us a chance to paint this wall. It's beautiful. Which, uh, Myself and business partner spent three months painting with very small paintbrushes, and if nothing else, it kept us sane during the pandemic. I can, yeah. Well, you know, people have benefited from your, your, your that, that exercise because it's a beautiful addition to a fantastic brewery. I mean, what lessons did you learn from you know being one of these pandemic baby breweries? Where uh, it gave us a lot of time to think. Um, I know it's a cliche of saying during the pandemic, but. Uh, it gave us time to plan, uh, hire really good staff, so we didn't feel rushed into hiring process, so we've got a really good team that we built around us. Uh, Sarah, who you've just seen, was our first employee and has been an amazing addition to the team. Yeah, yeah. And has been with us pretty much since the start. I think as what I said to Sarah, is everything about Moonweight feels really considered. Nothing seems to have happened by accident. Everything is, uh, is done with the right intent and with the right outcomes, I suppose. No, 100%. I'm really glad you said that because that's how we feel we want to grow as a brewery. I mean, I've been brewing for about 10 years now and I've been there for the Wild Wild West days in London brewing and just hoping it works out. And um, those days were fun and they were great. I don't want to do it again. No, no. Um, well, you've got an engineer background, I understand. I do. So I trained as a chemical engineer, specialized in the food and beverage scene. So Fantastic. So, you know, one of the sort of, I believe, taglines, you know, uh, of, I always love seeing on your cans and, and marketing is, you know, precision brewed in leaf. Yes. It's, it strikes me as that is really, you know, the beer's all done from start to finish with 
you know, the utmost quality and attention. Actually, thank you very much. Uh, no, we do have that. I, like I said, I have an engineering background. Um, brewing is one of the oldest industries in the world. We're not here to reinvent the wheel. Never have been. But we want to do the basics, but do them really, really well. And I think that's really important. I think that comes across in the styles as well. It's the styles are, you know, it's a lot of takes on classic styles. Yeah. yeah um, slight variations on them as well, but you're giving people, especially visitors to the tap room, you want a good lager. It's a great lager. Cheers. Hop forward beer, a beautiful dry hop stout we're having here. It's, um, it seems to be like you're an advocate and fans of the, the classic side of brewing. Definitely. I am probably more of a traditionalist when it comes to brewing. Never been a big fan of the Hazy Boys and lots of adjuncts and everything. Nothing against them, just not what I drink. And I'm really glad that you say that comes out of my beers. We want to make really simple beers, make them really well. We want beers that are easy to enjoy, but we also want beers that can engage with all consumers, not just your beer geeks, not just your tickers. We want your average person on the street to come in, enjoy Moonwake, and be part of the conversation. But, you know, repeatability and drinkability, is they're, they're often overlooked. Oh, what, yeah, 100%. Um, for me, the hardest styles to brew are like a classic IPA and a lager because there's nowhere to hide and you've got to be able to create that beer every single time exactly the same. And we're very, very lucky to have some beers, permanent lines, and have some really big fans off our beer that adds to the pressure of making sure it's exactly the same every single time because yeah. some of them know the beer is better than I do because they drink it more often than I do. So I imagine there's uh, interesting conversations when it comes to formulating the ideas behind new beers. I mentioned you've got you know, someone pushing one style, you pushing another, and uh, who comes out on top? Uh, it really depends on the beer. So for two examples, we had the wheat beer, which was a ca- classically brewed German style. We did a three and a half hour mash in, and we wanted to do it real traditional. And so that was very much a brewery-led project where we, where we wanted to test ourselves technically. And then we've got a beer like the XBA, which uh, Sarah and Stuart from my marketing team were quite keen to us have a big, hazy, juicy brew beer in our core range. And it's not something I really brew, so when I came up with the original business plan, wasn't in our core range. So we've gone for a hazy but low ABV beer that's sessionable. Full of flavor. Full of flavor. We wanted it to be juicy. We wanted it to be punchy. But we didn't want to... uh, have another 6% beer. No, no. And they chatted to us. They said what they wanted, East Coast style, juicy beer. Uh, myself and Scoot, the other brewer, went away, formulated a recipe, took us a couple of brews, and we came up with that. So, you know, the recipes and the beers come from both angles. They come, brewers want to be always challenging themselves, but sales and marketing need beers they can shout about and sell as well at the end of the day, unfortunately. That is a very important part of it. <laughs> it is, it is, uh, yes, yeah. Um, soon you're going to need just another tap room just to house the uh, increasing number of awards you keep getting. I mean, is that, uh, must be pretty surreal for, you know, two years come June, you know, for the amount of accolades you picked up for the sort of the business, but also for your creations as well on the brewing front. Um, yeah, no, it still feels weird that people give us money for beers we make. Uh, <laughs> I don't think I'll ever get over that. Uh, but no, the, Beer Awards have been really good for the team. It's uh, a nice little reminder of what we do is what people appreciate and everything. So yeah. You must be vindicated that, you know, as we discussed, 
a lot of hard work, probably blood, sweat and tears, as cliche goes, especially during the pandemic. But to be in a position now, beautiful part of the world, tap for him, stunning brewery, you know, to, to say, hey, we did it. Yeah, no, 100%. Um, I love this location. I've always loved Leith. Um, I can't think of many better places in the world to be, to have this brewery at least. The local community have been amazing. They've really bought into our project and really supported us. And we're at Cups drinking the tap room and buying our beers, so that's been amazing. The Brewers Journal Podcast is a production of Reby Media, produced and hosted by Tim Sheehan. Sound engineering by Ross McPherson. Series supervision by John Young. The executive producer is Rory Harris. And special thanks to Sarah and Vinny at Moonwake. <laughs>